Let's go to the book of Exodus chapter 14. Exodus 14. Amen. The word Exodus comes from exit. It's where we get our, at least where we get our word exit from. Israel exited right out of bondage. Exodus 14. And if you don't have your Bibles, you can look right up here. And uh, it'll be right up on the screen. Thank you, Brother Johnson, for helping us with worship. And, you know, some folks wonder why we just go on and on. Sometimes we don't, but but sometimes we just, there's, we need to just take a little time. Of, you know, we worship and then we pray and we pray a little. Listen, listen, God is doing things. God is doing things that need to be, that I can't do. I, I, I don't have the ability nor the power to forgive sins. I can't reach in somebody's heart uh, that's uh, offended and they got the wall up. Somebody done done them wrong. I can't do anything about that, all right? But we can create an atmosphere in this house of prayer and praise and worship where God will move in. That's what, well, that's what's going on. When we just let it go on and on and we look and we see people weeping, we see tears, and we see the praises going up. So, so if you'll just bear with us, we'll keep doing that until God uh, does what needs to be done. Exodus 14, y'all there? Amen. 13 through 14. And Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. If you'll just underline that, highlight, highlight that little part of the scripture. Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. I love the way God moves sometimes. I, I spoke to a, two or three people here. said, so, you know, your blessing is right here now today. Don't leave this place till you lay claim to it. Doesn't matter what you feel like. If you're feeling anything, it doesn't matter. Amen. Let's just by faith, let's claim our blessing today. Let's get our thought patterns right, right here and now. If you think the church is just barely making it, in fact, you don't know how it's held up this long with the leadership it's got around here. My Lord, it's going to cave in. Would you stop thinking that? It's not about the leadership. It's, it's not about us. It's about the God that we worship and we serve here. In that case, guess what? He's not going anywhere. The church is doing great. Hallelujah. Amen. Ye shall, watch this. He says, for the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. I love that King James. Some people go to all these different translations and they're like, oh, we can understand. Listen, you can't understand that. I got other translations too. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, that's the enemy. That's the world. That's the people that's always nagging at you in the spirit. Amen. Whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. God's gonna take care of them, bury them, put a tombstone it says rest in peace hallelujah hallelujah oh, hallelujah praise God I can't even read my text today hallelujah he said the Lord shall fight for you and not only that for all you folks who are working hard and all you who are fighting the good fight of faith and if, if you stop, you think the whole thing is going to... No, 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 no. No, he said, 
He said, ye shall hold your peace. He's telling you to stop. He's telling you, amen. You know, you, you can't, Brother Green talked about it in Sunday school. This, is, this thing is done by grace, through grace, by faith. And so I'm hoping that a little bit of faith is dropped in there today where that grace that's been provided will be activated and you'll realize that no matter how hard you work, you can't do it enough, amen, to pay for what God has for us. Amen. The Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. I want to preach to us, amen, just simply on that thought. The Lord shall fight for you. The Lord shall fight for you. That's it. Let's just give him praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody believe that? Anybody believe that in this house? Hallelujah. Amen. Let me, before we get going, let me ask you. Uh, Taryn, I saw Taryn here. Taryn, where you at? Oh, back. Good to see you, bub. Amen. Want to make sure I not a guest home from college for spring break. Spring break. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's personalize this just a little bit. You know, does anybody here believe that that word, this is how faith works, that word is for me? Now, now here's what we can do before we get his way. Like, oh yeah, you know, he's talking about Israel. Now, all these things you have to remember, these were types and shadows. This was, a, this was all these stories were symbolic of things to come. You find your own life story right here. You can find a reflection of yourself and what you're dealing with and going through right now. Your, your wounded, hurt feelings, your, you know, your, your wavering faith that's turned into doubt and fear and all the rest. I got something to say about that today. And so what you can do is put that, oh yeah, I see blessings everywhere. But what you have to do is say, you know what, I'm claiming that for myself. God just told me that I need to just stand still because he said he was going to work for me and he said he was going to do it today. Anybody ready to get a hold of that? That's what we want to do here. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's tell somebody before we're seated, look over somebody and say, God's going to do something for you today. God's going to work for you. He's going to fight for you. Hallelujah. Preach it to somebody. Say it like you mean it. Thank you, bud. Amen. Israel had walked out of Egyptian bondage under the influence of the power of the Almighty. You know what? Let's just stop on. I feel scatterbrained, scatterbarreled. I feel like going all kind of directions today. And it's, I've got a thought here, but I have problems sometimes getting past the scripture and past this. But, but there are folks that are under the influence today. Y'all know what I've always preached. We can talk about alcohol. We can talk about drugs. Brother Jay could tell us a whole lot about the peach up here talking about this. But let me tell you what else. We've evolved into something because now, you know, it's mandatory that you have, you know, health insurance and the government tells you if you don't buy it now, you get to, it's going, you know, we're going to find you. So, so it's just a pot. Everybody's got to, we grew up not knowing what that was. You know, nobody, and we made it pretty good. I'm not against it. 
But, but, but listen, because of that, partly because of that, now we got good law-abiding citizens that's walking around and their head is somewhere. I don't know where to tell you that's at. I understand we need painkillers. We got situation. But, but you know what? People now have a medicine cabinet that won't hold all of the drugs that the doctor he runs the pen out of ink, giving you this and then give you something else for that. Guess what? Because it's all being paid for by a good insurance company that you pay for every month. And so, so you know, people are under the influence of something. I won't go into that. Very. I just throw that out to let you think about it. You know, it's people thinking they're thinking something and they're not even thinking that. Somebody else or, or something else is thinking it for them. And I won't get off on people that leave the TV on 24 hours a day. They ain't had an original thought in years. They hadn't had time. They can't hear if it did because that's controlling everything. You know, I got one word for you. Stop it. Two words. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> I could just leave the it off and it would be one word. Stop. But Israel was under the influence, but it was the right influence. It was the power and the influence of the almighty God. Amen. They had been slaves. Let's talk about that a moment. To the Egyptians for 400 years. You think that wouldn't do something to you and for you? You think that wouldn't teach you how to think in the wrong way? It molded them in a shape they didn't need to be in. Amen. They had been slaves for all these years. These people had been in this horrible predicament for so long. They didn't know how, they didn't know any other way to live. But here they are under the presence and the power of the Lord being brought out of all of that. Amen. Listen, as long as they could remember, they just did what they were told to do by their master. Just be obedient, just be submissive, just do that. You know, I've read, uh, I've always been interested in this. I've read about the slaves in America that, that after being freed, uh, stories tell us that many of them just decided to stay on the plantation, just to stay on the, why? They didn't know what was outside of that. The only thing that they were familiar with, folks, did you know that that's what the world that's what Egyptian Egypt represents. Do you know that that's, people live in that so long, they don't know. I was talking about, you know, somebody drinking and going out and getting drunk. I said, if I didn't have the Holy Ghost and the power of God, that's just what people do now that don't know God. What else are you going to do? We're going to go out and have a few drinks and we're going to go by happy hour. That's what the world does. Why? Because that's what Egypt tells them to do. Without the power and the influence of God, you would be right out there. And Brother Jay, I didn't finish my story. Maybe I did personally the other day about when Chad and I saw the drunk stumbling down the street in Reisterstown many years ago, how it hit me. Let me tell you why it hit me. And it said, you know, I'll laugh with the best of them. You know, you tell something funny, we'll, we'll get... We'll giggle and, and have good old time. But, but, and I can laugh at a guy that's stumbling down the street. Sure, there's some humor in that. And it's kind of funny. His head's all mess, messed up because he stayed drunk all night. Amen. But, but, but when, that, when that hit me that day, 
Amen. I wasn't laughing. In fact, Chad was the one that pointed out. He was a little fella. He said, look, Dad, look at the guy staggering down the street. And, and, and the first thought was kind of funny. But the next thought was very sobering and very serious because, because of where I came from and the kind of family I came out of, I, what I looked at, Sister Jan, and I said, that could be me. In fact, it probably ought to be me from my background, but God reached in and put me under his own influence, pulled me out of that. Hallelujah. God gave me something. He gave me an understanding that's outside of that plantation and that farm. So I moved on out of that just like the people of God here. But these people lived... They had lived under suppression for so long that, that words like liberty and freedom and peace and prosperity was, was a whole different language that they didn't know. And this is who God brought out of that place. Could it be that they are good people? People who are church members, people who have witnessed a measure of God's supernatural, who love God. I'm not gonna doubt that. Yet they have camped just outside of Egypt's borders. In fact, they can see back into Egypt and it'd be pretty easy for them to go back in and just mess around in Egypt in that bondage. Uh, be pretty easy to do that. Amen. Could that be happening in the spiritual? Could that folks actually be experiencing something, feeling the same God that we feel? Don't worry, I'm not gonna preach a heavy-handed message today. I'm gonna preach faith and preach deliverance, but we gotta say this. Amen, we've baptized folks in Jesus' name, and they felt like that was it because they saw it in there, they gotta be baptized, and they thought that was salvation. Let me tell you something. You can go over here, and we can put you down. All you'll do is just get wet. My mom used to say, you know, of somebody she knew very well, you know, and how they lived, anybody could see it. She said they went down a dry center and come up a wet one. That's about the, that's the size of it. It all starts in the heart. It starts with desire. It starts with hunger. I've got to get out of this place. I've got to get loose from all of this. I've been bound up long enough. I've been a slave too long. I'm breaking loose from this with God's help and with his power. There's a promised land waiting on us. Hallelujah. Amen. Folks, listen. This country is uh, trillions of dollars in debt to China and other countries. Radical Islamic terrorists have expanded into many more countries in Europe and they're all in fact they're all over the world they're not just in the Middle East now and they're here their cells in this very country of ours amen they hate us they hate our God and they have plans for us by the way and all the while we sleep play video games we watch Ellen and Dr. Phil I guess. Oh, I, I read Fox, Fox News the other day that Rosie O'Donnell is getting a divorce. That's what it, I'm saying that because that's what America does. The world, it's like Nero fiddling while Rome burned. We're going to watch, see what's going on. 
in the world. That's all we're doing. You know what? Somebody, amen, needs to break out. Somebody needs to hit their knees. Hallelujah. I'm feeling a revival, Holy Ghost, break out. Feel it coming on. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, you know, I like to go on whatever it is, one of those little places and watch a movie every once in a while. I hate to tell some of y'all that. You probably lose total confidence. But I will tell you this. It is hard for me to find a movie that I'm even interested in. What are they doing? What they put that in the movie for if I do find You know what? That's a good sign. I'm different from them. I'm not trying to be different to prove how holy I am. and I'm not just trying to be weird. There's enough of that around. But when you get close to God, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. Why don't you try hurting my feelings? See how long it lasts. Oh, it'll sting a little bit. You can say something ugly to me. You can disrespect me. But guess what? I already told you, I got my hand on the forgiveness button. I am not going to hold a grudge. Listen, anger is an emotion that all of us have. I think we talked, did I talk about this, teach about it? Everybody has anger. If you don't get angry, everyone, something's wrong with you. I mean, we have to check your pulse. You are not alive. You, you, that's an emotion. That's like joy and laughing and all that. You know, anger is the same. It's just the same way. But you can't let that hang in there. That's why the Bible said, let not the sun go down on you. Before you go to bed at night, you better pray through that. You better get that under the blood. It's like my mama. We couldn't get my mama, Sister Jan, to talk about nobody. I had a cousin, older, a lot older than us, that put us through the mill. And we'd complain because it was my mom's double first cousin. It's almost like a brother. That's what a double, their daddies were brothers and their mothers were sisters. And we couldn't get, in fact, Tommy's daughter has been here, sweet, sweet lady. And we laughed about it quite a bit. But I remember saying, Mom, Tommy did this to us. And she, and it was, it, she would believe us, but she wouldn't accept negative stuff from us about him. She'd say, oh, that's just his old way. I'm like, well, he needs to change his old way. <laughs> never did. That answer never did do it for me. But I finally got it. She was, I was not going to coerce, even though I was her son, and I kind of always felt like I was kind of a favorite son. But it didn't matter how favored I was. Brother Solomon? Oh, yeah, no. You know what? I believe God honored that and blessed that. I believe he still does. But what I'm talking about is us getting off in to little traps. Somebody's going to hurt your feelings. Somebody's going to do you wrong. And so my question is, what are you going to do about it? You're going to stay mad for a week or two? You're going to knock holes in the sheetrock wall? You're going to cuss a little bit? Are you going to push the button and say something like, you know what? You know what, I, I got too many important things to do, amen, for the kingdom of God, amen, than to stay all messed up and crossways about something somebody did, you know. And you know what, most people don't even know what they did. Hallelujah.
Praise God. I'm sure you're really excited about, you know, Rosie O'Donnell getting a divorce. I think it was another woman she was married to. Yeah, I think it was. In my mind, I said, when I read that, I said, who cares? I'm, I'm acting like my grandpa. He used to talk back to the TV. You know, he talked about how ugly they were and how handsome they thought they were. And, you know, here I am doing the same thing. Who cares? You know, and, I, and that was my real feelings here. <laughs> I told you I was scatterbarrel today. In our text, Moses spoke very directly to the people who were afraid of what Pharaoh was going to do. That's what our setting is about, the text is about. They were, they were afraid. When, they got, when he caught up to them, there was, they, there was fear of what was going to happen. Exodus, let me show you this. Exodus 14 and 10. Watch, watch what he said. And Pharaoh drew nigh. Amen. The children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried. At least they did something right. They cried out unto the Lord. Listen, some of you need to listen to me very closely right here. The only thing that will help you overcome this fear Let's focus on fear a little bit. The only thing that's going to help you overcome this is knowing, listen closely, this is so simple, this is going, it's going to pass you by if you don't get it. You have to know that you are in the will of God. If the enemy can get you to thinking, well, I don't know if I'm in, I'm being messed up, I, then he's got you. He gets a foothold or a toehold right here. You better settle in on what you're doing, where you are, what is it. Listen, God is in this. I, 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 you got to understand. I, I don't know if I'm in the right church or not. I don't know if I should have waited till you know, some other time to come to church. Or I don't know if I ought to be in this position or not. Or Somebody may steal my position or somebody's, listen, let me tell you something. I, 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 I never claimed to be a bishop. Bishop Wright came and put me in this and I've always, I'm still a little uncomfortable with this, but since I am the bishop, guess what? Whoever's in whatever office, I'm gonna have a say in it. So you don't have to worry about it, just come to me, all right? If you're just trying to work your way in, listen, listen, I'm, I'm from the old school. My bishop, Way down home told me if he said, and you've heard me preach this and I'm going to keep preaching this. If somebody comes and that's their whole purpose to do their little ministry, if they feel like they're going to sing their lesson, I'm going to see to it they don't sing their song. Why? Because there is a deeper reason. Amen. There's a greater reason than me singing my little song where everybody hear that I can sing. Or preaching my sermon, oh, he can preach good. I, listen, we're not going by that. So I find out if you're coming here for any other reason. Now, you can come here any way you want, dress any way you want, act in, but, but if you want to get in leadership, then I got to say in that. This is a public building, and people can come in. If you behave yourself and don't disturb, you can listen to us, criticize us. You know, whatever you want, it doesn't matter. But when you start to get in our Sunday school class or on this platform, if you want to sing, then I've got a say in that. If I hope you all understand that, okay? All right? The world is watching. So you have to do it right. Some of you all think that I think I'm called to just cause you problems. It's my calling. <laughs> Make you miserable. That's not it at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, 
But we have to believe that we're in the will of God here. I've had preachers come here and they thought that I was holding them back. Well, they were probably right. Now, one guy, I used to meet in my office with a young, like, what do you want? What do you want? I had to go down the line. I got one guy said, I want to get my license. Oh, that's the, that's why you want to, that's, that's like the major goal. Get, how about, how about, I want to teach Bible studies and win souls. I want to reach people. No, no, the license will come, folks. Some people feel like they get their license and, boy, they just be it. No, no, you won't. Amen. Get a heart for souls. Amen. Love somebody. Amen. If you can't get them any other way, just love them in here. Hallelujah. Amen. God instructed Moses to go to a place, and this is a part that's going to help some of us right here. I may not get through this. I can see right now. We don't have church tonight, so you can do something else. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make any excuses. I may go if I do go over. But, but this is going to help somebody right here. He instructed Moses to go to a place called, and I'll probably mispronounce it, it's Phi-Hahiroth. All right? That's a pretty good shot at it. The meaning of the name Phi-Hahiroth is uncertain. So obviously God told Moses, I want you to lead them to a place called uncertain. It's just kind of like a, what is going on? So God had something to do with it. We miss that if we don't look into the Greek just a little bit, or the Hebrew rather. Amen. It's no wonder they were afraid. Brought them to a place. In fact, one translation said it's a, that place is called a narrow place. Didn't the Bible say that he called his people to a, a, a road that were a path that was straight and narrow? In other words, you know, you, you, you can't do a lot of maneuvering and moving around. It's a narrow, uncertain place. Israel was in the will of God, and yet they were, in, they were brought there in the will of God to, a, to an uncertain place. How'd you like to have your address? Well, I'll just send that to you. Tell you well, I live in a little town called Uncertain. That's like as bad as halfway. There's a place in Maryland called Halfway. How'd you like to go to Halfway Pentecostal Church? I'm like, no, I don't know. <laughs> That's bad advertisement. <laughs> Hallelujah. But being in this fearful, this uncertain spot, amen, positioned them, you got to get this part, it positioned them to witness the power of God to do what he needed to do, destroy the enemy. You want to you battle the enemy and win? Well, you just quit yapping. You quit putting people down. You quit fighting yourself and standing up for yourself. They did me wrong. They treated me bad. You know, they ain't doing things right. You know, if you'll be quiet in this uncertain place, if you'll, if you'll just settle down and, and, and where God can do it, he'll show you a thing or two. You know, you know I never will forget a story. Y'all know Gordon Mallory, one of my closest friends, and we communicate pretty regular. And, in fact, he's one of my 
mentors and one of my elders that I called, and I'm kind of giddy about it. I'm afraid what he's going to tell me is something I don't want to hear. <laughs> I've already made myself say, whatever he says, that's what I'm doing. If you hadn't done that, you need to put yourself in that position. You need somebody to answer to. And when they tell you to do stuff you don't believe in, you just say, you know what, I, that's, 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 that's what I'll do. You know, I'll just do that. And I'm going to tell you what, you got to watch out. It's the smallest little things that the enemy starts with. Smallest little things. You, see, you need to learn how to just submit. Well, I don't care. You know, no, 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 just do it. You know, some of y'all don't realize that's, how they, that's one of the reasons that David Smith is blessed so much. I know it makes some of you, you don't like it too much. God is blessing the man right and left. You think he didn't argue with me and fuss with me and I tell him, David, this is what you need to do. I don't, in fact, he just said, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I said, okay, David, it's been nice knowing you. He would submit, but face me with that. That sub submission is tough, tough, tough. T.F. Tenney said this. T.F. Tenney said this. He said, if I could sum all the whole Bible up in one word, it'd be, be submission. You need to think about that a little bit. God himself submitted. <laughs> you know, so, so think about that a little bit. Amen. But, but Gordon Mallory, who is, uh, he makes us laugh and he, he makes faces and he does dumb stuff and we all laugh about it, but he preaches, the guy's smart, really, really bright. He acts dumb where you just fill your guts to him. I know a couple other people that use that same tactic. He set a young man up, and I, I was preached in the church in Maui, the only trip I've ever been to Hawaii. Went to Maui, beautiful little church, small. Uh, in fact, I think maybe they've built by now. But anyway, uh, he brought a guy in there and put him in there and said, you know, I, I'm preaching. You know how Gordon Mallory travels all over the whole world, and he's not going to stop, not for long. But this guy, he said, look, I'm going to put you in here. You're going to be my assistant, and then, you know, we're going to work you in here, and then I'll be out of here like I've always do, and you'll be pastoring this church. Think about Talk about dumb. He already told him you can have the church. Some family moved in, very influential. They started telling him how bad Brother Mallory had treated him, how he wasn't paying him enough money, how the church ought to be his. Duh, he's going to give it. He already told me he's going to give it to him. This, does, this happens in Pentecostal churches. In one guy, Baptist is not the only one that split, all right? Brother Mallory got in. The guy called a meeting. Gordon told me himself. He said, we went in the little room, and he said the guy just started blasting him, you know, and he had his elders all around, and they were all sitting in the room, in the meeting room, and, and, and you think, you talk, listen, you don't, want to get in a, you don't want to get in a fight with Gordon Mallory. I mean, he gets paid to speak. He knows what to say. He's got things to say. He's been around the block and in the country. They say, we've been around the turn row a couple times. So it wasn't new to him. But he told me, he said, the Holy Ghost moved on me. And he said, he said, the Lord told me, don't you say a word. He said, I just dropped my head. And the guy was ranting and raving and telling him how bad he had been treated and how ugly. Listen, let me tell you something. Spirit like that is so far from God. What was that Jesus said when they railed upon him, he opened not his mouth. They plucked his beard out. They beat him with a cat of nine tails, nailed him to a tree. But he blessed them and forgave them. Listen, you can't get further from God than blasting other people. 
by the way, whoever that person is that did you wrong is doing you wrong. Listen, they're God's creation. Maybe God just said, I'm moving you into this uncertain little town here. I'm moving you into this narrow place right now. And if you'll shut up and behave yourself and release your faith and trust me, amen, I'm gonna show you what I can do to the enemy. Hallelujah. All of those people, in fact, the guy had it figured where he had like, I don't know, 75 to 80% of the people was going to be with him. Because everybody could see it. It was obvious that the Mallory's certainly wasn't treating him right. You imagine that. Nicest people in the world. And if I got mad at Gordon, then, you know, after, not just for her sake, I wouldn't do anything to him. Because she's a sweetheart. And he don't drink coffee. And when I was there, I said, I drank coffee with her every morning. You know, while he was doing something. I don't know what he was doing. But sweet, sweet people that love God. Well, he just told me, he said, he said, the Holy Ghost said, just don't say a word. You just, and all of those, if there, if there were 75, what, what, anybody's stupid to feel like God would be anywhere near some kind of situation. But that's what God, that's what the enemy will do. He will blind you to what is right and what is good and what is true. And so they were, he was convinced that 75 to 80% of the people was with him and going to kick Gordon. Guess what? The guy left that day. Gordon didn't say a word. And guess who went with him? Nobody except the one family, just a man and his wife, one family that instigated and put all that in the guy's heart. There's always going to be somebody around, Brother Green, telling us how bad we've been treated. Would you just, you know what, I've been treated bad all my life, and I've been tough as nails all of my life. I've got to hide like a rhinoceros. It's not going to bother me. It's just business as usual. So quit telling me how bad people are, are, are talking about me and all of this. But anyway, End of the story, Gordon Mallory still got power and authority in that church, even though he's not there. His son is pastoring. And how did he win the battle? He just dropped his head. Listen, we've watched it over and over and over again. Listen, if you'll bring that, not to some other gossip, but if you'll bring that right here to this altar, God will heal that and deliver that just like he will cancer. I said God can heal it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not only, did, not only did it position them in a place where they could see the hand of God work, it also put them in a place to confront and deal with their own fears. Some people carry it around and nobody sees it. As long as things are going well and you get everything you want when you want it, and then, then you're okay. But, but it's in there. But this kind of situation, when you move to a place, a straight place, a narrow place, an uncertain place, and you have to live there a little while, then you learn how to deal with that fear. That makes sense? Amen. So in a way, Israel's battle was not with the Egyptians. We got to fight this. Listen, the problem is not the problem. We said it a while back. You know, I don't think people would be lost for not paying their tithes. I used to think everything. No, no. The re, the, listen, you'll be lost for the reason that you don't pay your tithes. Hallelujah. 
I could just go down the line and name a bunch of stuff that you won't be lost for. But you'll be lost for the reason. Could be. All right, not your judge. Hallelujah. So, so they learn, they could learn in this. It's, it's, listen, God's not going to lead you wrong. So if you find yourself in a pit somewhere, there's some benefit if you're being led of the Lord or unless you think God, the enemy is more powerful than God. All right, hallelujah. Listen, it was fear that they had to deal with. Listen, God had the Egyptian covered. You don't have to worry about that. He's taking care of that. Listen, we have to see how powerful and destructive fear really is, and we can see it here. Listen, it's a salvation issue. We can't please God without faith. And, 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 you know, and this faith that we so desperately need is seriously obstructed by fear. You get to, oh, they're out to get me. You can't see right. That's like a mom looking at her son. It's like a set of lens that changes everything. Oh, how he's a heathen. Everybody sees it but you. <laughs> That's kind of natural. <laughs> no offense to you that have sons. Well, I mean, we have a son too. <laughs> I know how it feels, but moms are really, they, they, they don't, they're, not, they're not doing that. I mean, not intentionally, they just do it. And let me help you out, Mom. He's a little heathen. <laughs> they do heathen stuff. And so hopefully, you know, we can get them saved. Hallelujah. I've always preached that, that one cannot fear and faith. In other words, you know, you have one or the other. When we allow fear... Now, I'm not talking about just getting scared. Whoa, I, I was frightened or it scared me. Now, I'm not talking about that. But, but when we allow fear to abide in our spirit, in other words, we just pet it, oh, yeah, yeah, and you just keep it for a few days or, or maybe even a few weeks, what it does, it terminates faith. Faith just says, oh, man, it's going to be fine. We're going to work things out, you know, with the help of God. That's faith talking. But when we think, oh, my God, what are we going to do? That's fear. Hallelujah. The disciples were in the midst of a storm on the sea, and they were afraid. When Jesus showed up walking on the waves of the sea, they did not recognize him. I said it a while ago. Fear will distort your view of everything. You won't see nothing right, all right? I mean, it'll distort your view of God, his leaders, his church. But it's amazing how that, I, I preach this often, I've noticed this, that, that on the same pew, you'll have people that think it's the most awesome service, like, oh, my God, I got touched, I felt God. And the same pew, there'll be somebody that'd be mad at somebody, and God didn't do nothing. What happened? Didn't feel God. And some folk get offended by it. Same message that stirs somebody up and challenges somebody that says, I can do better now. I feel a boost of somebody else sitting right there pretty close. They got offended. What's he talking about? Who's he talking to? Fear does that. Fear does that. It works in with pride and a bunch of other little sins that hang around 
and it does us no good. But Jesus, amen, came walking in that storm on the water. He spoke to his troubled disciples here, and he spoke. The first thing he said was, fear not. It has to be important. This, this, this has to have value to it, folks. I'm just not sermonizing today. I just feel like that this demon, this spirit is tormenting people and hindering people from a Holy Ghost breakthrough personally. Fear will just nag you and drag you down. Hey, if you think everything is about to go down in the storm just because you're boxed in, think about it. Let me just say this. God's not boxed in. Just because you're tossed by the waves doesn't mean God is. Hallelujah. Moses said unto the people, fear ye not, in our text, fear ye not. Here it is again. He's, he, he's, he's making that a very important thing. Again, nothing just put in the scripture for the fun of it, all right? Fear ye not. Stand still. He added something there. And, ye, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Fear feeds off of our own inadequacies. You see a person who just really, really rude and ugly, and we get the feeling after a while, they're just downright mean. You know what the truth is? Psychiatrists and psychologists will tell you this. The truth is they are scared to death. And so all of that meanness and hatefulness and won't smile at you and won't, you know, join in. No, no, no. They're scared that somebody's going to find out who the real person is in there. And he's a little girl or a little boy that's scared that somebody's going to get them. But a person who is secure, hallelujah, fear's gone. Guess what? They can laugh and smile and shake hands with you and say, it's going to be fine. Men, I hope you get this. Amen. Your wife, amen, the Bible called her a weaker vessel. Didn't, didn't mean that she was dumb or dumber. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> no, no. In fact, she's smarter than you are in a lot of ways but called her the weaker vessel. It's your job to bless her and help her and sustain her. Of course, it's her job, too, to do the same for you. I told somebody the other day, maybe Brother Chris, I said, you know, I charge couples that are getting married. I charge both of them. Amen. You're supposed to please your wife, and then wife, you're supposed to please your husband. The devil can't do a thing with two people. Who they feel like their whole mission in life is to please the other person. The problem comes in when I want to please myself, not worried about him or her. I'm going to take care of number one. I'm going to take care. You're going to get in trouble doing that. Amen. You start giving and blessing and helping. God's going to move in and he's going to show you what he can do with the enemy. You'll battle with him your whole life but he'll still be right there. Amen. I want to see a move of God. I don't know about you. I want to see the hand of God in this house. Hallelujah. I'm trying to close. Hallelujah. Fear comes when we measure our crisis against our own limited strength. This is why smart people, talented people, I said it the other night. I can see people like, ooh, this is my, you know, uh, 
you know, Paul said, some of you say I'm of Apollos and some say I'm of Paul. You know, and he said, was you baptized in the name of Apollos or was you baptized in the name of Paul? No, we know how they baptized. They baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you stop? Why were they, why did they have favorites? Because these guys, Probably naturally, they had the ability to look good. They probably had a great deliverance. And in the middle of all, we have that too. We have that too. We have see people that, you know, they always get asked to preach camp meetings. And they always get, nothing, somebody's got to do it. And I'd really rather listen to somebody who could do it good. But in the middle of that, we have to be careful. Who's getting the glory? Who's getting the praise? Who's getting the honor? We can do the same with ourselves right here. You know, if we just measure our strength and our ability, our education against the crisis, it's not a good thing to do. So what you do is just say, God, I don't know when to come in. I don't know when to go out. Woe is me in your presence. If we have anything good happen here, it'll be because of your power and your grace and your mercy, not because of my talent. That's how you have to see it. Why don't we stand together? Amen. And somebody come help me just a little bit. I'm not done yet. Y'all just bear with me. And by the way, fear does not show up because of a crisis. It comes because we believe that we're in the crisis all by ourselves. Nobody's been through what I've been through. Hmm. That's, That's where fear comes from. No, 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 we're all in this together. And we're all feeling a certain amount of pain and discomfort, problems in our life. We just choose not to capitalize on it. Hallelujah. The Lord is our salvation. Listen, listen, salvation is not a plan. I know we call it the plan of salvation. It's not a plan. It's not a strategy. Salvation is a person. His name is Jesus. You get hooked up with him. Hallelujah. He showed us the way. Hallelujah. So you will never, ever have victory over the enemy until you have victory over fear. Amen. Fear not. Stand still. See the glory of the Lord. Amen. God's going to show you some things here. Listen, it can be a fear that keeps us from worshiping. I said it here a couple services. You know, I don't care if you shout or dance or you don't. I don't care. But I feel like it has some value because it keeps talking about it in the Bible. You know, praise him with the hand clap and praise him with all the instruments he names, all the instruments, praise him on the drums, praise him in the dance. So, so obviously there's some value to that. And if you're struggling with that, if you're fearful of what somebody might think when they see you, oh, thank y'all for running the aisle. Somebody was just running the aisle during worship service here. Amen. I feel like that there's a there's an inside job, a spiritual that nobody can see. Amen. I feel like it's the, the trigger on that for some of you, and I felt it two services in a row. The trigger on that is for you to get out 
of that seat, that pew where you are. And then, and then what you do, let me help you all out a little bit. What you do is if you don't want to do it all by yourself, you can. If you don't, I'd love to be disturbed. It's when you see people doing it, just go join them so you won't be all by yourself. That's why we started giving altar calls, Kim, different. You know, when I was a kid, nobody come to the altar but dirty, rotten, nasty, smoking, drinking, cussing sinners. You come all by yourself. You look down that aisle. It may not have been 30 feet, but it looked like it was a half a mile. Like, I, mean, I, I, I want to. Yeah. But here's what we do. We all come to the altar. It's partly a confession that we all need to repent again. We all need God. We didn't, but in, back in the day, everybody had him. Everybody saved but me. I'm all by myself, so it was a struggle. At least we're helping you out a little bit. So somebody's doing this around here. Almost every service, somebody's giving praise. So just move over with them. Hallelujah. All kind of fears. Fear keeps us from worship. Keeps from being baptized sometimes. Fear, I always used to make the statement, we very seldom lose one in the baptismal tank. And so, you know, we always get them back up most of the time. I hadn't found any dead bodies floating in the tank lately, you know. Fear, fear of making a commitment to be married. I do people just like this. I say, do you love him? Oh, I love him. Do you love her? I love, her. love him. Oh, well, what you waiting on? What's the big deal? I know, I understand we're living today. People just move in together, just as, and it's accepted, but it's not. It's, what, let me tell you what it's called in the Bible. It's called adultery. And the, very clear, all adulterers shall have their part, just like the liars and the drunkards and all this have their part in the lake of fire. That's not my words, and I'm not out to, I'm not here to, I wouldn't hurt your feelings. And I, I'm testing somebody right now, maybe by this fear message. Oh, yeah, no, no, you're not by yourself. The whole world does this. There's a law, amen, that we're going to be judged by it here. And so it, it's pretty, I, who, who made it complicated? I know we're looking at maybe a, a huge big weddings. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you what, and nothing, if you want to have all that's good, amen. You want to spend all that money, you go ahead. <laughs> but for people who are members of this church, I'll marry you free. This church is free. If you now, that, now maybe some are too big to get in here. I understand that. There's one wedding right now. There's too many people coming. I just tell them, you know, stay home. I'm getting married. I ain't got time for you. I ain't got time for you. <laughs> I know. I know it's different. I wouldn't offend. See, I'm testing you right now. Oh my God, it's my wedding. You know, I I, I like Bernie and Sue's wedding. They said, you know what, we want a couple of witnesses. They stood in front of our fireplace. Somebody brought a cake or two. We talked a little bit, laughed a little bit, prayed a little while. Amen. I pronounced them husband and wife. Beautiful, beautiful wedding. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I'm, I'm trying to reach some of us here. You don't have to just fall in line with everything this world does and, and what the world expects out of you. Do what you feel like you need to do and what you can afford to do. And you'll make a lot of people upset. I understand that. Amen. Hallelujah. But there's fears that we have to deal with. Hallelujah. Some of us are afraid we're going to contract some kind of sickness or some kind of disease. Listen, I, listen I, what I'm getting at is this. I think 
that we should let, stop letting society and the world and our bodies take away the joy that the Holy Ghost affords us. Things are never going to be just right in this world. Amen. So enjoy your Holy Ghost salvation. Amen. But to do that, you're going to have to try, you're going to have to step on some of those fears. You're going to say, you know what? I'm living in a narrow, shaky, uncertain spot. But you know what? You have to believe. Remember, you have to believe that God led you there. God sent the storm and then walked out on the water and said, hey, don't be, don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I was teaching a home Bible study uh, a few years ago. If I called their names, just about everybody in here would know who they are. Sweet, sweet people. Didn't, never got them in here. But she told me when we got on the worship and the praise part, talk about fear, still talking about fear. She told me very honestly, she said, you know, my dad told me one time, we, her, she, her and her sister had gone to a church that was a little emotional somewhere around here and said her dad looked at her and said, don't you ever, ever lift your hands in worship in a church. Don't ever do that. Now think about it a moment. Is that fear works? Good man, religious man, Loved his family, loves God apparently, but somebody somewhere, probably a preacher or another Christian, had dropped fear down in his spirit about how can he do that? In fact, I told them that. How, how can he do that? I respect him. But, but listen, the Bible is full of how we worship. But yet, because of the respect of her father, she was very, very reluctant and never, never would do it. The Bible said the sins would be passed down from the fathers to the third and fourth generations. That means it never stops unless somebody breaks that cycle. That's what I did. All my folks are drug addicts, alcohol, thieves. That's what I would be. I won't be like Brother Mango. Brother Mango said, I'd be a pervert if I didn't have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> he was so serious and so sincere about it. Hallelujah. You know, we don't want to, listen, what we do right now, what I'm getting at is simply this. We're going to pass that on down. And so let's just do it now. Let's just get the victory over this. Let's get, let's get, take care of fear. What, whatever it is is holding us up from doing what's right and good. Let's just do it now. Hallelujah. I'm trying to close. Hallelujah. And speaking of fear, the gospel is the most dangerous word on earth to the devil. I mean, good news ruins his day. And that's what the gospel is. That it's going to be all right. That we are, amen, getting victory over this or that. We do have power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I got to give you this. I got to give you this. I hope you gain some kind of faith here. I, I, listen, I, I hope somebody just gets maybe even just gets angry let that emotion come out it's okay talk to me about it amen 
You know, normally when I when somebody says something about me, I, I, I pass this word on to these guys, and especially my kids. Somebody comes like, you know what? They said, you know, I said, you know what? Here's the thing about it. We can all get mad about it. But, but normally, normally what they said about us, now it's what makes a lie so dangerous, all right? But normally there's a little bit of truth. <laughs> so what are you talking about? Listen, that was a lie that they said. It was not true, but there was a little bit of truth. So you know what I can do? I can take that little bit of truth that he said about me and I can make a little bit of adjustment. In other words, I can gain something even from somebody mouthing about me in a negative way. Could we do that? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm reading a little book, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to close. Just a few, give me a, just a, two or three minutes here. I'm reading a little book entitled Forgiveness, and it's by a lady called Elaine Hogan. Some of you might have read it. I, I, I pick it up. I can't put it down. Uh, chapter 22 is entitled The Path to Forgiveness. And then the subtitle on that is Loving Those Who Hurt Us. Just, Debbie, I thought about you when I was reading this book. It just, it just grabbed me at loving those who hurt us. In this chapter, she says, think about this. She says, there is no feeling in the world that provides a greater sense of security than believing that you are accepted unconditionally by someone who knows all about you and loves you anyway. No feeling of security. Now, the enemy wants to keep us fat right now. I've probably said, I've said enough stuff. I've probably crossed up with some of you right here today. My intentions are not to do that and hurt you. Amen. But my intentions are to make you think. Amen. But I love you. I'm, listen, when my kids, I know it's getting a little different right now. And you know, you can get put in jail by spanking your kids. My kids thought I would knock them in the next week if they disobeyed me. And I would. <laughs> but that didn't make me not love. Oh, you don't love me. Yes, I do. Love. I love them so much I will beat their tail. If they don't mind me. I, I, I watched Chad. He's, uh, he's uh, just naturally strong, always been all of his life. Gene char uh, challenged him to a sit-ups one time, and Gene was very strong too. And Chad was about nine, eight or nine, and they laid a, a board on the couch and put head down, and I had to make him stop doing sit-ups. He looked like a spring. I think he got to about 100, just kept on going. Always been just very, very strong. But because I put that... It, fear <laughs> in him. He was big enough, when he was big enough to hurt me pretty bad if he had wanted to, that when I looked at him, then I actually literally saw fear and he was shaking. We don't do that too much anymore. It's just destroying our country and I'm not for abuse to children. Amen. I, I, had, I had a point here and I that's what happens when you get 65. <laughs> Hallelujah. Here's something else that will make the devil uncomfortable. Loving people live in a loving world. And hostile people, they live in a hostile world. It's the same world. So what are you seeing? What are you looking at? All coming apart at the seams. Don't know if we're going to make it or not. Or do you think it's going to be all right? 
It's, it, 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 it's not whether God's willing enough to bless you, heal you. No, 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 no. It's whether you're, you have enough faith to get victory over that fear of all the stuff that can't go right, all going to go wrong. That, it, it's all right here. I'm feeling it right now. I feel like, not for me, but I feel it for you. I feel like somebody, amen, is getting a hold of this. Amen. I, let me just close with this right now. Stand still. In other words, what? In other words, in other words, let me just add a calm down and witness what God can do. That's the whole message in a nutshell. Amen. I believe, I don't believe in myself too much, but I believe in God. I believe He's got us in His hand. I believe He's taking care of things. We're just doing the best we can. Probably fall short. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap our hands. Hallelujah. Let's love him. Let's praise him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Anybody in the house, anybody in the house need a little boost? Amen. I just feel like there can be an impartation right now. Our elders can get ready. If you want to make your way up here, and I'm not going to hold you a long, long time. We just go until God gets done. Amen. But if you'll, if you'll make your way up here, we'll give you that little touch, that little impartation. I feel like faith is strong. Faith is high. Amen. Amen. I would like to say, Sister Green, coming up right here, I believe nothing short of a miracle. This past week when we asked you to pray for her in the hospital, God's not done yet. Amen. God's going to do some other things for us right now. Sister Allison, I'm so glad to see you up here. I believe this is where it is. The enemy, amen, can tell you all kind of stuff, but you're too smart and you've been around too long and you have enough of God left in you, amen, to overcome that. Amen. Amen. With the power. Amen. With the joy. Hallelujah. That's our strength, by the way. Hallelujah. Don't let anybody steal with you. Devil, you can do whatever you want, but don't mess with my joy. Amen. Don't mess with my peace. Hallelujah. You've got it in hand, in control. That's it. Just come on up. Just get a little out of the Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Our elders are ready. Amen. Just to impart something, touch you. You can receive what you need today. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. Come on, release your faith. Believe God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah.